You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hello, listeners. Welcome to House of Cards. This is Ashley Adams. We have an amazing show. We have Kevin Costara, who's the Delaware Park Poker Room Manager. Delaware Park is a place that uh, I've played and I'm looking forward to playing in uh, their big Greg Raymer tournament. He's going to be on. And then we are going to talk to the amazing, absolutely amazing, multi-talented and beautiful Vanessa Russo, a professional poker player, uh, soon-to-be lawyer, uh, electronic musician, multilinguist, great, great, great guest. I'm eager to talk to her, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it as well. So stay tuned. We'll be back with Kevin Costera from Delaware Park and Vanessa Russo. Don't just listen to House of Cards. Now you can be part of the show with the House of Cards hotline. Comments about the show? Poker questions? You just want us to know about great places to play or you just got bluffed out of a pot? Your messages may even be played on the air. Give us a call at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. The House of Cards hotline. Available 24 hours a day. By leaving a message with House of Cards, you can send to having your message played on the air. What's the big deal at Seneca Gaming and Entertainment? Live action poker. Endless chances to win. Guaranteed prize pool. Tournament. Daily events. A bad beat jackpot. Omaha stud and everyone's favorite Texas Hold'em. And thousands of dollars in guaranteed tournament action. Now that's a big deal. Exciting Vegas style poker. Just off exit 20 on I-86 in Salamanca, New York. Across from McDonald's. Online at SenecaPoker.com. Seneca Gaming and Entertainment. Your new destination for a better game. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE16 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Great moments in history. In 1 million BC, early man discovers fire only to have it stolen by a rival clan member. What are we going to do? It's no use. Rod did a masterful job of f***ing us. In June 2008, House of Cards began podcasting. 
Go to HouseOfCardsRadio.com and click on the podcast button for all recent show downloads. You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. You're listening to the House of Cards. Do you know what a straight flush is? It's like unbeatable. Like unbeatable is not unbeatable. Hey, I know that now. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. And boy, just as we promised, we are very fortunate to have one of the most popular poker players, professional poker players today, the beautiful Vanessa Russo is on the air. Vanessa, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Hey, guys. Hey. Um, well, I, I wanted to welcome you to House of Cards, and I wanted to have you tell our listeners what your latest poker exploits have been. Where have you been playing? thing is, I actually, I just bought a house in Las Vegas, so I've been doing a lot of um, decorating and landscaping and non-poker-related activities, so believe it or not, I've only played three tournaments this whole year so far, um, and I played the PTA in the Bahamas, uh, the PTA High Roller, and then the Deauville Main Event in France. Um, my next tournament will be the, uh, the LAPC, and uh, hopefully I can uh, start to put a little run together in and uh, play a little more cards. Maybe I'll play more than just the main event and uh, try to get a few more tournaments in because <laughs> okay. uh, I've been kind of just laying back a little too low. Now, your, your bio that I read said you were a law school student. Are you still? Did you graduate? Is that old? Have you stopped going to What's the story with that? Yeah, so um, I thought three credits shy of my degree, and then in order to finish law school, I had to actually do a clinical placement, which would have um, meant having a six-month period where I couldn't travel and play poker because I'd have to actually work at an attorney's office. And um, because of my sponsorship obligations to GoDaddy and PokerStars, uh, I couldn't do that at that time. So I'm on hold in law school, and, uh, and so I haven't gone back to complete that. But what I have done is, in the meantime, I finished three different certificate programs at the Berkeley School of Music online because uh, obviously I can take online classes. I just couldn't go do the live classes anymore. So I'm actually still in school taking classes at Berkeley right now on my fourth certificate program, but not currently enrolled in law school, just on hold there. Now, you are at Berkeley School of Music. It's interesting. My wife teaches at the Boston Conservatory, which is literally across the street. What is your instrument, or are you doing composition? Uh, I'm, I'm electronic music production and composition and music theory. Um, so I write songs and compose them, and um, actually I play almost every instrument. Uh, I was classically trained in violin growing up and uh, kind of got into the drums about five years ago and then got into the guitar and the piano and um, taking vocal lessons and electronic music production and composition. And um, The thing about music, kind of like poker, you never really run out of things to learn. So for a lifelong learner like me, it's uh, really a great topic of study. Well. I did not know that you are really a Renaissance woman. You go went to <laughs> law school. You're brilliant. You were a valedictorian of your high school class. You're a professional poker player at the highest level, and you play drums, violin, piano, vocals, and pr- electronic production. What don't you do? Oh, thanks for the compliment. I mean, <laughs> I don't cook. That's one thing. I make some mean reservations, but I definitely don't cook. So uh, that, that's one of the 
things, but I'm, there's definitely more for sure. <laughs> well, you could probably hire some people to cook for you or go to a lot of restaurants in Las Vegas. Well, let me ask you, when you think of yourself, Vanessa, if you were to define yourself, do you see yourself as a full-time professional poker player who also does music or as a musician who's playing some poker for a while until you really reach your true calling in the music industry? I mean, well, obviously, I mean, I've, you know, for the last six years been a professional poker player, like over four and a half million in winnings on the circuit and year in and year out. That's how I've made my income um, playing tournaments. And obviously my sponsorships have added to, to my income related to poker. So money wise, it's not even, not even a contest. Uh, I make my income from poker. So I think that automatically makes me a professional poker player, no matter what comes out of my mouth right now. But, um, you know, to give you credit for that, for the, for the second option you gave me, um, I do feel a really big passion for and calling towards doing something in music. And, and the cool thing about being a poker player is that, it's, you know, pursuing music doesn't mean I ever have to stop playing poker. You know, a, a poker player is something you can, you know, you can choose your own uh, quantity of work. You can work when you want. You can do other things at the same time. You make your own schedule. Uh, you're your own boss. And I can play poker for the rest of my life and pursue, pursue music, which is pretty awesome. So um, I, I do intend to do something with the music, whether it's, you know, try to get into the DJing or uh, put an album together. Um, haven't really had time. I've had so many things going on over the last few years. But over the next couple of years, don't be surprised if you hear something about me along those lines. All right. I won't. I wouldn't be surprised to hear anything about you, Vanessa. Anything positive wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. Uh, is there a particular type? Uh, I mean, realize this is not a poker question, but is there any particular type of music that you especially like and that you think you would focus on? Yeah, like I said, I love electronic music. So I do a lot of uh, house, dubstep, uh um, just uh, dance music, IDM, um, trance. Uh, so anything along those more electronic music lines it would be something you could expect to hear from me. Okay, you are probing the very limits of my music knowledge when you talk about trance and how I have no idea what that means, but I imagine <laughs> that our younger listeners are at like, least... It's like Moby-type music. You know, I don't know if you've ever listened to any Moby. Like no. Or we should, you should check out Moby. He's awesome. <laughs> now um, I'm, and you're making me feel really stupid because you're asking me for references that everybody else must know, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so so that type of music, or, or like you know, the more like uh, uh, Calvin Harris, Afrojack, um, Dead Mouse. Lately, those are some of the bigger DJs. That I don't know. For, I, for the listeners, for the listeners. I'll have to ask my wife, who's a musician, but I don't know any of the references you just said. I think I should Uh-oh. stick to poker questions. Um, wow. Okay, Moby, M-O-B-Y. Okay, I can listen to that. I can find out about it. I can. Uh, I have Pandora. I can figure it out. I bet you'll really like it. Check out the song Porcelain, and if you don't like that song, I'll be shocked. All right, Porcelain. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, I'm going to check this out, but we'll be right back after a commercial break. Can you hang on, Vanessa? You got it. Great. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to uh, mention something, that if any of you have any poker questions that you would like to ask, we are always interested in your questions and comments about the show, about the guests, strategy questions. They could be practical questions about where and how to find the game. Send your questions to info at House of Cards Radio. 
www.twitter.com. And you can also get our tweets on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. We're very interested in them. And of course, if they're particularly interesting, we'll put them on the air and answer them here in our segment of Mailbag. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. You're listening to the House of Cards. It wasn't just a friendly home game, Poker is no longer a hobby, it's a profession. As far as these kids are concerned, desk jobs are for suckers. Welcome back, listeners. I was talking to and am now talking to the great poker player, musician, prospective lawyer, um, Great personality, Vanessa Russo. Are you still there, Vanessa? I'm here. Great, okay. Um, I want to talk to you about how it is that you became so successful at poker. You mentioned that you've made uh, over $4.5 million playing poker. When, when and how did you come to poker, and when did you realize you were going to be a successful poker player? Uh, well, I uh, came to poker. I learned how to play when I was um, five years old. Uh, my dad taught me how to play. I grew up in a family that um, played a lot of games, backgammon, chess, poker. That was basically how I interacted with my dad growing up. Um, but it was always just a game. It wasn't anything that I thought, hey, I want to grow up and be a poker player. That's kind of, you know, uh, the last thing that any little girl thinks, I think, for the most part. Um, but, you know, when, I, when I, I went to Duke undergrad, I was studying economics, and I got into some courses on game theory. And uh, one of my professors used poker to demonstrate how you could take complex human situations and reduce them to equations and mathematics. And his specific example was uh, the tendency of a human being to bluff could be reduced to a variable, let's say B, ranging from zero to one, where uh, zero is you never bluff and one is you always bluff. And, um, and, you know, each individual has a B of some real value that when you insert that into your poker equation, when you're making decisions, ought to affect whether or not you're, how you're going to play a hand, you know, whether you call or fold in certain spots or whether you bet or check in certain spots. And so, um, so uh, I found that to be fascinating. And, and at that point, I started to play online for free um, and kind of just increase my uh, experience playing poker hands, period. I still wasn't all that good until I actually went to law school, started playing with my friends there, and then really got into it around 2005. Okay, and when did you realize, hey, I'm a successful professional poker player? Oh, well, my first big, big, I mean, I had about 40000 in earnings going into the 2006 um, Bellagio WPT World Championships. Um, that's the 25K main event. I sold half of, or 15000 of that buy-in um, towards the 25K out to uh, all my friends and family in, in increments of $100 shares. <laughs> that's to, a uh, lot of to, shares. To help fund my play in that and uh, put up 10k of my own which is a quarter of my bankroll i took a big shot and um it worked out really well which is sort of a hallmark of my career so far that my timing has been um always you know on the luckier side of things because you know we all know variance and it certainly didn't have to work out like this but i got lucky and it did work out i mean i played well but it also you know obviously had to run well to, to come in seventh and win 
over a quarter of a million dollars and return 10 to 1 return on investment for all my shareholders and, uh, you know, boost my bankroll in a big way. And really, uh, at that point, um, especially given that it, uh, PokerStars offered me a contract after that performance, um, I began to consider poker as a real career option. Do you still have a contract with PokerStars now that they're shut out of the American market? Yeah, because I'm, I actually grew up in Paris till I was 10, so I'm a dual citizen with the U.S. and France, and I spend more than half the year out of the country. I'm actually a Canadian resident. Um, I have a place in Vancouver. So um, uh, and the place I recently bought in Vegas, it's just for, like, the World Series and when I'm in town in Vegas for, for all the different tournaments that take place here locally. Um, but um, so given my connection with Canada and France and the fact that I speak French and English and Spanish, um, yeah, we, were, we, we, we worked at a deal, and, uh, and I'm still – very proudly uh, with Overstars. Vanessa, this is amazing. You're not just a prospective lawyer, a musician, uh, a great poker player, and a, a beautiful woman. You're also a multilinguist. I mean, you speak <laughs> Spanish and French and English. Anything else? We do you juggle? Do you uh, are you a doctor? Anything else? <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. I mean, I'm double joined. I can pretty flexible. <laughs> I can fill a hoop with the meat with. The, Okay. Okay. We're 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 pushing the envelope here. Um, I know that you you participate in poker boot camps. Are there any places where any of our listeners could go to actually learn at your feet, learn what you do? Yeah, and, and I'd love to teach you. It's, it's actually a family-run business I have with my mom and my stepdad called Big Slick Boot Camp. We travel all around the world and teach camps. Um, usually costs between three and four hundred dollars for the day. They get six hours of poker instruction from me. They usually get some kind of like lunch or meal and an autograph session and a photo session and an opportunity to have like Q&A session with me. And we, and we usually end the day with some kind of tournament. So it's all fun times. Um, and like I said, I do them all over. So if people are interested in those, they should check out www.bigslickbootcamps.com. Big Slick or Big Six? Big Slick. Big Slick Bootcamp. Dot com. Okay, well, we have a lot of our listeners are younger learning players. So not to take anything away from their desire to attend your uh, poker boot camp, but if you could give two or three words of advice from a successful professional to somebody who's starting out about the things that they should focus on to get better at their game, what would they be, Vanessa? Well, first and foremost is um, to start keeping a record of uh, significant hands you play in a tournament. And even, actually, if you can get um, – if you can, if you have the patience for it, you can have your phone at the table and take notes every hand you play, even every hand you fold. Because sometimes it's the hands you don't play or the folds you make, the pots that didn't escalate that ought, ought, escalate that ought to have, or the sp- spots that went by that you ought to have exploited that are costing you chips in the long run that cause you to get short and then, therefore, cause you to, like, sometimes go out – again and again and again on what looks misleadingly like like you're always getting unlucky, when in reality the thing is, yeah, you may be taking a bad beat here and there um, when you go out of a tournament, but you're getting short because you're not taking advantage of spots early on that you should be. So if you take, take notes of all the hands you play in a tournament and then go over those hands with a poker player whose opinion um, you respect, you know, who has some decent results under their belt, that's one big thing. Um, another big thing is um, – is, uh, to read all the books that are out there. I mean, why look, why pay for the mistakes that others have made when you can, um, you know, yourself, when you can just go out, read the books that, you know, that summarize succinctly 
all the lessons that have been learned by the players who have had success so far. All right. Well, you just touched on something that I was going to ask about. When you were learning, were there any particular books that helped you become the poker player you are now? Oh, definitely. In terms of reading people, um, uh, Joe Navarro's Read Him and Reap. In terms of uh, poker tournament play, definitely the, the most influential was the three volumes, the first three volumes of Harrington's um, Harrington on Hold'em series. Um, and uh, recently I've read both Elkie's uh, Razor's Edge and Annie Duke's latest book. Um, I love both of those. And if they're interested in heads-up play, Annie Duke and I are actually um, currently collaborating, and we just finished our first round of edits on our, our uh, jointly authored heads-up strategy book. And so um, that'll be out this summer, um, hopefully by the World Series. And so people who are interested in that should check that out. Well, excuse me for not knowing this, but do you play heads-up cash games with anybody, or is it pretty much just tournament play? Uh, I'm a pretty much a tournament specialist. I have played tournament. I mean, I have played heads-up cash games and, and done very well in those. But um, I, you know, Annie and I both. Um, I was the first woman to make the NBC heads-up uh, final table, and she was the first woman to win it the next year. Um, you know, we both have multiple heads-up final tables and um, over uh, a million and a half in. Uh, heads-up tournament winnings between the two of us. So we focus on heads-up tournament freeze-out strategy in, in the book. Do you play poker just for fun anymore, or is it really all about earning a good living? Uh, well, I'm really lucky that the way I earn a good living, you know, it, I don't mind doing it. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, I mean, I play a game for a living. So it's definitely my job is fun, um, but it still is my job at the end of the day. It's hard for me to separate the fact that uh, it's my profession from the gameplay anymore. I mean, I don't play, you know, for low stakes anymore, just for the thrill. Um, you know, I, I, when I when I sit down, it's usually pretty serious. I spend so much time playing poker, for the most part, other than the last couple of weeks where I've been working on my home. Um, you know, for the most part, I spend so much time at the table working that when I'm away from the table, um, the last thing I want to do is play poker for fun. I want to, you know, be a, a more balanced person and, and, and work on some of the other areas of my life. I'd study law, speak in four different languages, uh, and do I'll electronic travel, music. Cultivate my relationships with my friends and my family and, you know, um, experience different cultures and, you know, cultivate new hobbies, things like that. Okay, well, if you cultivate any more new hobbies, that would be pretty scary. Are you working on some other profession to, uh, to learn about? Any other discipline you're now starting to do? Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, like you want to become an equestrian rider or? Well, it's funny. You know, one of the things that I'm sort of working on with my personal trainer is I'm learning uh, I'm learning wrestling, which I really like. <laughs> so, um, that's part of like, you know, instead of doing normal workouts, we'll do like every once in a while we'll throw in a boxing or wrestling session. And I really like that. That's a lot of fun. So I, I don't know really, I don't think I can do anything with that. Um, so I'm not going pro wrestling anytime soon. Well, but it's just, it's kind of fun. I have a feeling that if you decided to go in that direction, you'd be the world's champ, Vanessa. I <laughs> um, well, we only have about 30 seconds left. If people want to follow your career and what you're doing, where would they go? How would they follow what you're doing? Uh, your best bet is probably go to Twitter and follow me at Vanessa Russo, V-A-N-E-S-S-A-R-O-U-S-S-O. Um, you can uh, Facebook message me on my personal Facebook, but that's maxed out with friends, so it's easier to follow me on Facebook on my fan page, which you can like. Um, and uh, so it's the one um, where you'll find it, Vanessa Russo's poker player fan page. Um, so check me out. Either of those two mediums are greater, or even my, my personal website, www.vanessarusso.com. Well, I, I got to say, I've interviewed a lot of people, and you are among the one or two most interesting guests we've had on this show, that you are so multi-talented. 
I just uh, I knew you would be great if this was a television show, but <laughs> you are a fantastic guest, Vanessa. I wish you well in your endeavors, and uh, I hope that if I ever need a lawyer, I'll call on you. If I'm ever looking for somebody to do electronic music, I know where to call, and certainly for Poker Boot Camp and Poker Lessons, you're also a great resource there. Thank you for joining us. That was an amazing compliment. You're very welcome. <laughs> okay. And uh, I'll be back anytime. Just let me go. Listeners, that was the amazing Vanessa Russo. Uh, we're going to have a quick break while we recover from the amazingness, and then we'll be right back. Hey, Jersey, we want to hear from you. Send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com or leave a message at our hotline at 609-474-4627. Great Moments in History In 1803, President Jefferson convinces Congress of the importance of the Louisiana Purchase. Go stay away, you crooker, crooker. He's going to roll away, Mr. Cutter. Now, who can argue with that? Rabbit! In June 2008, House of Cards began podcasting. Go to houseofcardsradio.com and click on the podcast button for all recent show downloads. Rabbit! It's coming this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. So get ready for the best two days of the week. Saturday and Sunday. The only two days of the weekend. Saturday and Sunday. Time for you and no one else. Saturday Sunday. 48 hours. Saturday Sunday. But don't delay because after Sunday, it's Monday. Goodbye. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE16 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Hey, this is Dave Weishattle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of March 5th, 2012. Well, the government seizures just keep on coming. Last week, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security seized the domain name of Bodog.com. Late in 2011, Bodog stopped accepting U.S. citizens on its site, so the move by the government seems to be purely cosmetic. A spokesman from Bodog stated that this action by the government is merely a scare tactic to other poker sites still operating in the U.S. The seizure has no impact on the operations of Bodog. The owners of Cactus Jack Casino in Carson City, Nevada are facing a hefty fine. The Nevada gaming regulators found that the casino was using unauthorized poker chips during its tournaments. Under state law, the chips have to be approved by the Gaming Control Board, which regulates size, shape, and color of the chips. 
Approved chips also need to have the words no cash value imprinted on both sides. The owners of the casino will be paying $15,000 as a result of the violation. And sadly, the casino industry has lost a giant. Dennis Gomes, owner and CEO of Resorts Atlantic City, passed away last week. Early in his career as a Las Vegas investigator, he busted a coin-skimming crime ring, a case made famous in the movie Casino. Gomes is also credited with developing The Quarter, a shopping and restaurant complex located in the Tropicana on the boardwalk. Dennis Gomes was 68 years old. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow House of Cards on Twitter at HOC Radio. Don't just listen to House of Cards. Now you can be part of the show with the House of Cards hotline. Comments about the show? Poker questions? You just want us to know about great places to play or you just got bluffed out of a pot? Your messages may even be played on the air. Give us a call at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. The House of Cards Hotline, available 24 hours a day. By leaving a message with House of Cards, you consent to having your message played on the air. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Everybody is to leave here immediately. This cafe is closed until further notice. Clear the room at once. How can he close me up? On what ground? I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. You're winning, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Everybody out at once. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, and uh, we are here with Delaware Park Casino's poker room manager, Kevin Castora. Kevin, are you there? I'm here. Good, uh, because I'll tell you, I'm eager to be there. You are right now at Delaware Park, or are you at home, or where are you? I'm at Delaware Park. Well, terrific, because I got to say, I, I did a tour of all the rooms in Pennsylvania and New Jersey and Delaware, and one of my favorite rooms, my favorite room in Delaware was your room, and I'm going to go back there because you're coming up. They've got a big tournament coming up, right? Big, big tournament coming up. Our Delaware Park Poker Classic is our second annual. Uh, it's going to be from March 14th to April 2nd. Um, tell me about of, tell me about the events that you're going to be having. A lot of exciting events. Uh, seven card stud event. I know you're looking forward to that one. That's right. Um, Greg Raymer is going to be here. Uh, he's going to be hosting the events for us, and we have the Greg Raymer Invitational. It's a $150 buy-in tournament that features a $75,000 guarantee. Wow. Should be an exciting event. It's going to be a multiple day one event, day 1A and day 1B. Uh, it's going to start on Wednesday, the 28th of March. Uh, that's going to be day 1A, and then we're going to have day 1B on Thursday, finishing up on Friday the 30th. Fantastic. Now, you're guaranteeing $75,000. That means that you must expect a fairly good field. Do you, how did it go last year? Last year went exceptionally well, and we're expecting to exceed our numbers from last year. Uh, we had a tournament recently. Uh, we ran three special events back-to-back. Each field had well over 400 players, and we're expecting similar turnouts uh, for th- these events. Wow. That, I, when I went down to your room, I was impressed by the cash game. You had a lot of big action games, which I didn't expect. I mean, I, 
I expect that when I go to some of the rooms in Atlantic City. But for some reason, I was thinking, well, Delaware will be a little sedate. You had a big 2-5 game, and you even had a bigger game. What, what do you typically spread in your uh, cash games? 2-5 is pretty much our big game. Uh, we have a $1,000 max buy-in for that game, so it plays rather large. It plays similar to a 5-10 game that you would find in most casinos. Uh, so there is typically a uh, rather large amount of money on a 2-5 table here. Yeah, I know. You moved from one room into another. How many uh, how many tables do you have now in your poker room? We have forty five tables. We had a poker room. We had a tournament room that had twenty five tables and a live room of twenty tables. Well, we've exceeded our space in the live room, so we had to sw- switch the rooms to gain the extra five tables. Now, what are you going to do when you're having your big tournament? When you have the Delaware Park Poker Classic, are you going to take over the whole poker room, or will you still have live games going? Oh, we're on? still going to have live games. Uh, I vowed not to uh, shut the cash games down like we did last year. Um, we will ha- always have cash games available. They may be limited um, to accommodate the space for the Poker Classic, but we're going to try to balance the cash play and the tournament play to accommodate everybody. For those who don't know, are you a 24-hour room? We are 24 hours. Uh, our table game hours uh, are not 24 hours, but the Poker Room is. Wait, wait. Your table game? Oh, you mean other than poker? Right. Rest Blackjack, of the- crap, roulette. Uh, there are limited hours for those. Uh, however, the poker room does stay open 24 hours, seven days a week. Okay. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit because I'd like to get to the nitty-gritty because we have a lot of very serious players. Tell our listeners about how you rake the game and what kind of promotions they can expect when they play cash. Sure. In the area, we have the lowest rake. We are uh, 10% $4 max on all of our games. Wow. That's better than uh, than a lot of rooms around there. Yep, a lot of the... Uh, Casinos in the, the Pennsylvania area, they're $5, plus they take that bad beat dollar. So, uh, Do you take a bad beat dollar as we well? Do. We do. We take the bad beat dollar. We do have a bad beat jackpot. Uh, we have two bad beat jackpots. In fact, we have a, a mega beat and a mini beat. The uh, mega beat starts at quad jacks and goes down progressively each week. Uh, we have a mini beat jackpot, which uh, stays static at aces full of kings or better beaten. What are they up to now? Just I realize they may be hit... Uh, tonight but what are they how big are they the mega beat uh, recently hit uh it's currently at around twenty seven thousand dollars okay and how about the mini beat the mini beat i believe is at four thousand dollars right now okay now when players play do they get an hourly comp or do you just give them meals how does that work uh they do earn uh points they earn two points an hour uh for their play in the wow program. two and points they- an hour for one two no limit that's right two points an hour and uh, they can use the points uh in any of our food outlets throughout the property. And what about people like me that are coming? I mean, I know the answer to this, so it's really a pretend question just to get you to talk about it. But for people who are coming from out of town, where do they stay? Do you have your own hotel, or do you have a relationship with any nearby hotels? There are several hotels uh, within a short driving range, driving distance of the Boca Room. Um, we have partnered up with the Red Roof Inn, which is about a quarter mile away from us. Um, you can stay there for forty nine ninety nine a night. Wait, wait, wait a second. You mean I thought that I had a special media rate of forty nine? You mean everybody gets that rate? Everybody can get that. Oh, rate. Oh, geez, I'm not feeling so special, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrific. And then I think you also mentioned that you have for our um, more well heeled customers, you have a fancier hotel that's nearby, right? Is there a Hilton or a Sheraton or something where they get uh, 99 bucks a night, something I, like that? Yes, I believe it is the Hilton that is uh, 99 a night. Okay, well, that's a good deal. What about, I'm going through the list of the stuff that I care about. The listeners may not care at all, but what about food options? Food yeah. options. We have several.
several food outlets around property. Delaware Park takes pride in, uh, in their food service here. Uh, Legends Restaurant is our fine dining restaurant that's on the casino floor, uh, and there's also a true fine dining establishment at our um, clubhouse of our golf course that is on property. Wait a second. Wait, is Legends false uh, fine dining? I mean, there's one true fine dining. What does that mean? That is our uh, high-end establishment on the casino floor. I see. And there is fine dining off property, which is at our uh, golf course clubhouse. I see. Which is on the other side of the property. Do you allow for uh, table-side eating, or do you make people do. leave the poker room? We do. Uh, any of our cocktail servers can provide a, a food menu for the guests, and they'll uh, bring the food right over to the table for you. Wow. And, okay, just a few more nuts and bolts. Uh, some casinos have free drinks, everything but alcohol. Some give you free alcohol. Some don't give you free anything. How do you guys do it? Uh, water is for free. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol, unfortunately, it's a state law that we have to charge for alcohol. What about soft drinks and coffee and tea? Uh, soft drinks are for free. Oh, okay. So we can have as much Coca-Cola as we can stomach, but if we want the booze, we got to pay uh, market rate. That's correct. All right. But that you have waitresses that come by and take your order like that? Yes, we do. All right. Well, that's cool. Uh, any other promotions that uh, players might want to know about to attract them there, other than this great tournament that's coming up? Anything else that might attract them? Well, within the Delaware Park Poker Classic, we are offering a promotion. Uh, Greg is going to be hosting a seminar on ah. Tuesday, the 27th of March. Okay. The first 30 players to register for that seminar are going to receive a free entry into day 1A of the Greg Raymer Invitational. Okay, but the seminar costs money, so they're getting a free entry with their cost of the seminar? Correct. So, wow. So it's a $300 seminar, but with that $300 seminar fee, you're going to receive a $150 tournament entry, so you're getting $450 worth of value for $300. Such a deal. It is a deal. That's a great deal. Uh, do you have another tournament throughout the year? Do you have weekly tournaments? What do you got in that way? We have tournaments daily, um, 12, 4, and 7 every day. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we add a 10 p.m. tournament. I imagine that the daily tournaments are suspended during the life of the Delaware Park Poker Classic. They are. We, we kept the seven the nightly tournaments on the schedule. Uh, the 12 and the 4 o'clock are the ones that were, were modified. Okay. But the 7 and the 10s, they remained on the schedule. Oh, okay. So you still, even if you uh, busted out of the big tournament of the day, you could still have like a, a small tournament at night. You, what do they cost for the 7 and the 10? Uh, between 65 and $100. Oh, well, that's not. How do, you, how do you rate those? How much of that goes to the house? Uh, it depends on the tournament. The, um, for the $65, it's 50 plus 10 plus 5. Okay. 5 is like dealer appreciation. Right, the staff appreciation. Oh, well, you know. This sounds – I loved going down. You guys treated me right, too. I mean, I remember I got a nice T-shirt, and I got, a, like, a chip protector that was very nice that I still use at, uh, where I play all over the place in Pennsylvania and in uh, Connecticut and when I go out west. Um, and I would – have all this to give away this year as well. Well, that's terrific. I, I would just tell people that they can get off the beaten path they may normally follow – leave their regular poker rooms to try out your room, I think they'll be very pleasantly surprised. It's, you know, people don't associate, well, you're in Wilmington, right? Wilmington, Delaware, that's correct. Yeah, people don't associate Wilmington with poker, but for the last two years, I think it's two years, two and a half years, that you guys have been open, you've been a wonderful room. Uh, I really enjoyed it. The people are friendly. The poker players are loose. I don't know anything about the rest. Do you have a track there? Do you also have horse racing? We are. We are a, a racino. We know there is a horse track on site. 
Is it a harness or is it flats? It is a thoroughbred. thoroughbred. Oh, wow. What's not to like? That's right. We got everything here. Yeah, we are definitely becoming a uh, poker destination on the East Coast. That's great. Now, how would people, uh, can they register for the tournament in advance? Are you part of any of those networks of uh, tournament registered? They have to actually just be there and pay up on site. They can register online for any event at PokerTickets.com. Or if they happen to be in-house, they can register for uh, select events. We All the events that have capped uh, entries, which are the Heads Up event and then our WIP Bracket Challenge, uh, we have registration open in the poker room for those. Wait, you got to tell our listeners what the Bracket Challenge is. The bracket Challenge. This is something I created last year. This is a pretty exciting event. It's a it's a shootout tournament. There's nothing uh, unique about a shootout tournament. It's a single table tournament. You win your table, you move on. However, I added a little bit of a twist to it. If you're in round one, round one starts with ten-handed tables. Last two at that table move on to the next round. Well, the next round consists of four four players. So two four from, players. Well, well, it starts with two, with four players. you got two players from one table that won and two players from the other. That's four players. Well, we're going to play the tournament six-handed. The other two players for each table are wild cards. We're going to randomly select names from all those players that got eliminated in round one to re-enter the tournament. Oh, wow. So you can bust out first and still be in the running because you might win the wild card. You might win your wild card and get back in. (laughs) That's great. For round two, there's 32 wild cards. It's two per table. Then for round three, there's 16 wild cards. And for round four, there's eight wild cards. And you don't even have to play in round two or three. You could wild card directly into round four when you are eliminated in round one. So you have a real incentive to hang out, play cash, while you're waiting to see if you got into the next round? That's right. Wow, so you're keeping a lot of the bad players around with the hope of winning by chance, and meanwhile they're losing some money at the cash tables. That's right, and then if that wasn't enough, at the end of the tournament, when the final table is complete, we're adding an added prize of a Venetian prize package. We're going to randomly select ten names from all participants of the event. They're going to play in a single-table tournament. The winner of that single-table tournament is going to win an all-expense-paid trip to Las Vegas, plus entry into the $5,000 event of the summer's deep sack extravaganza at the Venetian. <laughs> this sounds great. When is this tournament going off? This one is Wednesday, March 21st. Wow. Maybe I should stick around for the whole week just so that I have a shot. How many, how many people entered this event last year? 320. It sells out at 320. Wow. So... T- tell me that the winner was not a wild card. The winner was not a wild okay, card. Okay, good. I feel a little Because <laughs> that would be something. You knock yeah. a guy out, and he comes back to beat you uh, in the last round. Yep. Wow. Has it been? Do you know if this format has been copied anywhere else? I don't, I don't know if it's been copied anywhere else. Uh, it was uh, our first time running it last year. Uh, this will be the second one. I will tell players that this sold out well in advance. Okay, so 320 players. It's March uh, 30... March 21st. March 21st. All right. Any other events that uh, people might not know? You have a heads-up event. You have this event. You have the main event. You have a stud event. You have a stud high-low event? We don't have a stud high-low. We thought about putting it in, but we kept it out this year. The one event that everybody needs to know about, and if I was a player, this is the one I'll be playing in, event number 15. It's the player appreciation tour. We are adding $10,000 to the prize pool. Wow. It's a $340 tournament. It's got $10,000 added to the prize pool. So 340 the main event isn't even 340 right? The main event's 1070 Oh, it is. Okay, that's the main event. 
Okay, so that's that's not too big for a main event. And three forty, you're adding ten grand. So in fact, there's nothing taken out of the buy-in. You add money to the event. Yep. Wow. Well, Kevin. This sounds like it's going to be a great event. I'm glad I'm going to be coming down and participating. I'm only sorry that I don't have the kind of life where I could just hang out for the whole time and enter everything. Uh, I will be entering the stud event. I may enter another event during the four days that I'll be there, and I look forward to seeing you. Well, the day after the stud event, before we get off, uh, we're having a $150 tournament with $5,000 added. So if you don't want to pay the 340 for the 10k added, Tuesday the 20th, we have a $150 tournament with $5,000 added. Is that a one-day or a two-day event? That's a one-day event. It's oh, the day after the stud event. Maybe I'll do that. What time does it go off? It goes off at noon on the 20th. Well, you know what? I may stick around. Uh, it depends on how I do in the stud event. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Kevin, you've been a great guest. Kevin Castora. Castora. Castora, yeah. The Delaware Park Poker Room Manager. Delaware Park is in Wilmington, Delaware, and they will be having the Delaware Park Poker Classic from March 14th to April 11th. It will be hosted by Greg Raymer. I will be there for the stud event, and I think we're going to have a great time. I think we are, too. All right, Kevin. Well, thank you for joining us. Listeners, we're going to take a quick commercial break, then we'll be right back. Don't just listen to House of Cards. Now you can be part of the show with the House of Cards hotline. Call us at 609-474-HOCR and leave a message for Ashley and the rest of the House of Cards crew. Comments about the show? Poker questions? You just want us to know about great places to play or you just got bluffed out of a pot? Your messages may even be played on the air. Give us a call at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. The House of Cards Hotline, available 24 hours a day. Call the hotline or send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com and don't forget to visit our website at houseofcardsradio.com and follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. By leaving a message with House of Cards, you can send to having your message played on the air. The big deal at Seneca Gaming and Entertainment. Live action poker. Endless chances to win. Guaranteed prize pool. Tournament. Daily events. A bad beat jackpot. Omaha stud and everyone's favorite Texas Hold'em. And thousands of dollars in guaranteed tournament action. Now that's a big deal. Exciting Vegas style poker. Just off exit 20 on I-86 in Salamanca, New York. Across from McDonald's. Online at SenecaPoker.com. Seneca Gaming and Entertainment. Your new destination for a better game. Great Moments in History In July 1937, Amelia Earhart was informed by her navigator, Fred Noonan, that they were off course over the Pacific Ocean. You're wrong! You telling me that I'm not in Canada. Can I hold the f***? No. Can I hold the f***? No. That is so not cool. In June 2008, House of Cards began podcasting. Go to HouseOfCardsRadio.com and click on the podcast button for all recent show downloads. You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. 
This is the House of Cards. Okay, the game is five cards stud, nothing wild, any up. This game is exceedingly simple. With only 52 cards, 21 of which I will see, and four other players, there are a limited number of winning combinations. There's more to this than just the cards, Data. Of course. The bets will indicate the relative strength of each hand. Time to pluck a pigeon. Welcome back, listeners. This is my favorite portion of the show, Mailbag, when I am joined by my producer, one of my producers, Dave Weishattle, in studio to go over all the emails and letters and the like that we've received during the past week. So what do we have this week? Well, we have a very long email from Bud from Franklin, Indiana. And uh, he goes on uh, quite eloquently about his... uh, Disdain for the government taking away his right to play online poker. He raised some great points about, uh, you know, if, if you're disabled or if you don't live in an area with a lot of casinos and you can't travel that far, it just it hampers your right to play. And uh, I know we're coming up on the first year anniversary of the Black Friday indictment, and I want to get your uh, take of the uh, winding up your take of the year and uh, maybe respond to Bud. And Well, I think... First of all, it, it's it's good to know that there are people out out there who are as outraged by what's gone on uh, with the Department of Justice and Black Friday as I am. Uh, I, t- I tell you, Bud sounded pissed. Yes, he, he went, he went two pages of uh, you know, and uh, no uh, typos at all. You know, I, I, I sometimes get emails and there's uh, like one line and there's typos all the way through. But I'd like to have him on perfect. as a guest. Have you tried? Have you tried calling him? He has a phone number. Here. Oh yeah, he does have a phone number. Why don't we give him a call? We should. We should. It's, uh, Let's see. <laughs> um, want me to call him now? I, you know what? I, I I bet you if you just say hello and oh, he, oh. can we even get him Let on? Let me see. Or... I'm going to see if he's home. See if we call him here just to see. Uh, tell him we're recording our show, and uh, I won't give his number out on the air. But he did put it in there, so presumably he doesn't mind if I give him a call. You're on your cell phone, so we can't actually hear So you that. won't hear him. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Well, we'll have to figure that out. I just realized that. You know, that, that was such a great uh, way of production. But, well, we should uh, do it. You but know, we should. Bottom line is uh, a lot of listeners probably feel the same way, which is that online poker should be legal. The government should tax it. Poker stars should run the damn thing. They know what they're doing. They have the most experience. And uh, and they're the most credible, too. And they're the most credible. People got their money out, even though I imagine poker stars lost millions and millions and millions of dollars yeah, through yeah. no fault of their own. Uh, well, I guess some might say there was and some I fault. think they're still going strong in Europe, I think. So. Oh, yeah, all over the world, so, yeah. but not Except in the United us. States. <laughs> so I agree. Bud, thank you for your email. Uh, I'll tell you what, I've had to travel more than I used to travel, although I love traveling and playing poker. I think I've probably traveled more since internet poker has been essentially made illegal or incredibly difficult to do uh i've traveled more places than i've ever traveled before you had to go to india i (laughs) had to go to india to find a game and i'm going uh in 
a few weeks, I'm going to be going to Delaware, playing in the Greg Raymer tournament, Delaware Park. Delaware Park, yeah. Uh, and he is the uh, the host, so to speak. I hope to see him. He's somebody that I'm friendly with and, and knew way back when, before he won the main event at the World Series. But I'm going to play in a stud event. They're not that common. And I'm going to stay down there and play in as many cash games as I can. And Do you know I'll how just... many people uh, registered for the stud game? I have or... no idea. No idea. And I... Typically, tournaments, one-day tournaments like that, mm-hmm. you don't have much advanced registration, no matter how popular it eventually is. Usually, it's day of the tournament people register. Um, I have to say, I'm ashamed to say I've never been to Delaware Park. I, I live in central New Jersey. you got to go. Never, it's, it's like about 80 miles from my house. But it's just one of those things where, you know, I got this casino 10 minutes away. I got Atlantic City 45 minutes away. It's like one of those things where you really got to pick up and... Well, Go. I think of the Pennsylvania and Delaware poker world together when I think of poker out that way. Because oh boy, I, I was just drive there. from one to the other. Very I was just easily. there two weeks ago, and there's a battle going on now. I think Pennsylvania was just named the number two gaming market in America. Really? So, yeah, just surpassing Atlantic City, and uh, Atlantic City is not too happy about it. So I uh, one day I went to Atlantic City, the next day I went to. Uh, couple places in uh, Pennsylvania, and, boy, it's a different atmosphere there. Hmm. Well, I tell you, I uh, I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to going to Delaware. And then I'm going to be in uh, Memphis, and I'll while I'm out there, I'm staying. I'm turning it into a longer vacation. I'm going to go down to Tunica, play in Tunica. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to Arkansas, play in West Memphis. There's Southland uh, Racetrack. They have poker. Wait, 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 wait. West Memphis, Arkansas? Yes. Memphis is on the other side of the Mississippi River okay. from Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis is on one side of the river, and then you cross the river, you get into Arkansas. <laughs> and that's called, and it's called West? West Memphis. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's like West well, New well, York. West New York. Your mom lives in West that's New York, right. which is that's actually right. in New Jersey. And uh, there's also East St. Louis, which is in Illinois, <laughs> which is the reverse phenomenon. You, you don't know this? Well, I know about the West New York thing, but and I didn't East know West. St. Louis is in Illinois on the other side of the river from St. Louis. I was in St. Louis. I didn't even know there there's go. another East St. Louis. So what else you got? Well, I, you mentioned you had to travel. Did you actually make a conscious effort to travel because you can't play poker on the Internet? or is that Well, what was... I think that if Internet poker were alive and well, I would feel less of the need to go off and play on poker trips because I could entertain myself more with easy-to-access poker from my computer. Um the truth is I might just end up bringing a laptop and playing it when I travel <laughs> and doing both. But So I, I don't know how much I actually would play less on the road. But I think some of my travel is because I want to find poker adventures and I can't do it on the Internet. Well, let me ask you. We, we've interviewed a lot of people uh, throughout the year talking about intrastate gaming. I know there are four states that have bills in some evolutionary process going on. There's Iowa. There's Hawaii. There's Nevada and New Jersey talking about intrastate gaming. And D.C. And D.C. And D.C. What do you think? Will we, by this time next year, when we celebrate the second anniversary of the uh, indictments, are we going to have one state, at least one state, with intrastate gaming? I would hope so, but I, I'm not terribly optimistic. You're breaking Bud's heart right now. <laughs> See, we were, and you were going to call him with that news? <laughs> I I just don't see any signs of it happening. You know, we've spoken to I, Nelson Rose. We've spoken to other people. And I just see no no signs that uh, 
that it's actually going to happen. A lot of discussion, a lot of planning, but but nothing. Well, I, I know we have uh, just two minutes left. And uh, I want to talk, you, you mentioned you were going to Montana. That's right. Uh, I, uh, where, uh, where in Montana is there? Is- well, it's interesting. The whole state has small poker rooms all over it, little ones. Like we interviewed Bo from uh, Big Dog. Yeah, and yeah. there are all these bars and little tiny casinos that have one or two poker tables. Are these the charity type things? No, 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 no. They're, they're regular poker rooms, and I'm flying to Minneapolis and driving west, and I'm going to stop in Billings okay. and play poker there, and then I'm going to stop on the way back in South Dakota in Deadwood, and I may even shoot down for a trip to uh, Nebraska to the one poker room up near the uh, South Dakota border. Play okay, there. I got to ask you: you have to bring a camera. Because I have these images of these frontier poker rooms. You know, you have the, have the dead man's hand and uh, <laughs> don't play with your back toward the door and kind of thing. It's, uh, I'll have see. you played out in the, that area of the country before? I've never played, in, uh, never played in North or South Dakota or Montana. Uh, I've played in Kansas, which is abuts Nebraska. I've played in Iowa. I've played in uh, you know, Oklahoma, but I've never played. Uh, Minnesota, but never played in North or South Dakota or Montana. Okay, I have to bring you back to Bud now. How about near Franklin, Indiana? Oh, yeah. I've oh, okay. played, uh, I mean, Caesars, Indiana is in uh, Elizabeth. See, I don't know where Franklin is. So we I think it's in directions. the southern part of the state. Uh, I'm not certain, but I think it's in the southern part of the state. And there are, there's Casino Aztar, I think that's what it's called, in Evansville. And uh, there's the big casino, Caesars, uh, across the river from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, so I'm not it's certain. It's not East Louisville. There's it? also a casino in French Lick, but French Lick no longer has poker. They used to. I played there, but they don't have it anymore. I mean, how do these places have poker one second and they, they don't have it? Is it well, the problem is they can't count? get a game. Is it simple as that? Yeah. I mean, it's legal to play. Yeah. Just people aren't interested Well, in a it? casino ends up finding that they have better uses for their space. I mean, uh, poker is always marginally profitable compared to slot machines. Slot machines are more profitable. So if they don't get players regularly, then they'll just close the space and use it for a slot machine. No, they'll use put some other gambling there. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, I think that's all the time we have left. All right, listeners, that'll do it. And uh, we hope you turn in next week for more House of Cards. Until then, good night or good day if you're listening during the day, and good luck. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.